0: This is the Ayur What Now podcast, in which Mary Thompson and Jerry Thompson explore Ayurvedic principles and make them easy to understand so that you can benefit from this amazing health science. We're glad you're here. What are we going to talk about today?
1: Uh, Today, Mary's going to introduce the concept of the pillars of health, food, sleep, and energy. It's a big subject, so we're going to focus on food today, what you eat, how you eat, and how you consume through all five of your senses. Hope you enjoy it.
0: So hi, welcome. This is Mary Thompson and my brother, Jerry Thompson. And we are here with our third episode of the I What Now podcast, where we hope we'll be able to explain Ayurveda to you in a way where it can become accessible to you and adaptable to your lives. Because I believe it's the kind of the platform for a healthy life. And I'm going to convince my brother of this before we're through, although I think he's already a little bit on target with that. So I want to introduce my brother, Jerry. Jerry, welcome. Hi. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm really happy to get this opportunity to uh, uh, talk with my sister, Mary, and to better understand uh, what she is a, a well-known expert in and to uh, see how I can ad- um, have some of these things in my life to uh, help me to uh, live a fuller and longer and healthier life.
0: Well, yeah. good. I'd like you to live a full, long and healthier life too, for yeah, a healthy great. life too. Mm-hmm. So one thing we talked about was maybe touching base on what was something you got out of the last podcast, anything's, cause you're my everyman. You're the, yeah. you're that good example mm-hmm. of, of someone that doesn't know about Ayurveda, but maybe find some ways that can work for you. So were there some things that we talked about last time that you kind yeah. of took away from that?
1: Yeah, there certainly is. I, I really appreciated getting a good understanding of the history that it almost predates uh, written history. And it's something that humans have basically been doing to try to uh, keep in balance. And, uh, um, and one thing that, uh, a term that I learned was dosha, the idea that, um, we can, uh, uh, that when you're out of balance, that's referred to dosha and and is your, the goals of Ayurvedic is to get you back into balance. It's sort of a holistic kind of uh, medicine. And then this is the uh, approach that it takes and what differentiates it from other uh, forms of both Western medicine and other uh, complementary medicines that it's looking at not any specific uh, part or disease or symptom, but rather the whole response, and then how you respond, and then treating the whole body and looking at your whole lifestyle. I, I, I think that was uh, what that's I got great. out of last week.
0: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. And mm-hmm. I, I always feel like the symptoms become a real important point of information, and we don't stop there. You know, it's like saying, "Oh, you have this symptom. Let's figure out where it came from. What's that? What's coming up behind it?" And I think this is, sometimes it's that point of working with people and saying, I, I don't want to just shut the symptom off right away. I might want to explore how did it, where did it come from and see how we can eliminate its cause. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a big thing with Ayurveda, but at the same time, we do want you to be comfortable. Yes. <laughs> we don't want people in pain saying Nah, just live through it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So what's, what are we talking about today? I think today we're talking about some of the, what we call in Ayurveda, the pillars of health. Okay. And, Um, Pillars of health Mm -hmm. get into diet and lifestyle stuff, whether I'm cultivating health or I'm courting disaster. So (laughs) I think of the pillars of health in Ayurveda, there's three pillars to living a healthy life, and they call that food, sleep, and energy. Okay. Is there one of those you want to jump in with? Well,
1: why don't we go ahead and start with food?
0: Okay. Um, Food's a biggie.
1: mm -hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah. So we talk about food, we could talk about what we're eating, Mm -hmm. how we're eating,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and then even expand it out that it's food that we get in through all the five senses. How are we feeding our head for pulling from Alice in Wonderland? You know, how do we, what are we, what are we looking at? What are we smelling? What are we listening to? Because that could all be looked at as food too. It's not necessarily food, food.
1: So it's whatever you consume.
0: Exactly. Oh, I love that. Yes. Okay. Okay. So when we look at the idea of what we eat,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we could look at the quality of the food and say, is it healthy food? And I think we've all, we're all pretty familiar with healthy food versus junk food or unhealthy food. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes people get caught up in, oh, it's I gotta eat more vegetables and I gotta eat food <laughs> I don't really like a lot. But it could even be looking at food that's seasonally available Mm-hmm. So, one of the theories in Ayurveda is that we are aligned with nature. If it's summer yeah. outside for the plants, it's summer outside for us too. Okay. So we'll do better if we eat the food that's available to us in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And in the same thing in the fall, we, yes. we go through the same seasons. And so, the foods that are available to us in the fall. And from the Ayurvedic perspective, they might interpret it that when we eat out of season, we're actually doing a disservice to the body, and mm. what that means is, I can buy strawberries in January, but should I? It's I think it's <laughs> that line from Jurassic Park. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, oh, yeah. they knew they could do this, but should they?
1: You know, that's really true. I I, I like hearing that because I'm I'm big on uh, growing vegetables and uh, uh, and incorporating what I have in my garden, and and there's some things like the uh, uh, the butternut squashness. Spaghetti squash that can last uh, for a long time, and, mm-hmm. and I can still have it in the fall and maybe even uh, through the winter. And right. but the spring beans and the uh, tomatoes, I, I either eat them now or I've got to can them if I'm going to have them later. So that being in balance with uh, uh, what what I'm growing, I, yeah. I, I'm I'm all over,
0: I'm all on that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and I think you bring up a really good point that if a food can be safely stored like an mm-hmm. acorn squash, pumpkin, butternut squash, those kinds of things, mm-hmm. then they can be eaten out of season. They can be eaten later. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you get to the point, say it's February and you're running out of those stores because they've, you know, maybe the fruit mm-hmm. has or the vegetable has turned a little bit. So mm-hmm. it's really not just about, I can only eat the things that I've got, you know, growing out of the ground right now, but recognizing that as the season shift, especially looking from that shift from summer to fall to winter, The foods that are nutrient dense Mm -hmm. become the ones we're relying on in the wintertime, the stored Mm -hmm. grains, the dolls, the lentils, the beans, and these winter squash. Or if I've preserved Mm -hmm. food like the dried fruits and things like that, I can bring them in, but it's usually in small quantity so that I'm not going to have too much of the sugar coming in. Because mm-hmm. I remember reading an article one time that talked about one of our issues with so much type two diabetes and obesity in the U S it was about the eternal summer that we experience that we've got mm-hmm. access to those peaches all year oh, long.
1: Yeah. yeah. Chili or whatever.
0: Yeah. Right. And in the summertime, we can use those because the days are longer and we're going to be out doing more things. Hmm. But in the winter time, when it's cold, I'm just sitting inside watching a movie or reading a book. I don't really need all that easy access of sugars. Oh,
1: interesting. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense.
0: And so I found that I found that interesting. They were also blaming electric lights for the eternal summer that we could <laughs> you know that they were saying in the in the summertime we've got the sun out, you mm-hmm. know, 12, 14 hours a day. And um I have the power to have my sun, my lights on 24 hours a day, and mm-hmm. that can impact the uh, you know, circadian rhythms and all that stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so so it's kind of being in balance not just w- with your body but also with the earth and mm-hmm. the
0: environment yeah right okay. and so when i when i like look at what we eat i don't like to get involved with food lists you know oh mm-hmm. you're you're this person you've got to eat these kinds of foods we'll talk about that probably a little bit when we get into the individual doshic types Oh, well, there's that word dosha
1: yeah there you <laughs> so go the
0: yeah. that but i'd like to think of seasonal food Mm -hmm. Um, if it's local that's another thing we talked about like the peaches coming from Chile, or something Mm -hmm. that it's the same kind of idea with the season that i have with the locality is i'm impacted by this locality the things that grow here are going to probably be best for my living here okay and so ayurveda is a big fan of dining local and with all these things is i would say it's about everything in moderation so i don't want anybody to go you know I live in Alaska and I don't have any of this, this good local produce. And it is only my seasons are very short, but it's, it's saying, you know, enjoy your life. And when you have the option to dine local, dine local and kind of limit those times you're bringing in too many things from outside of your locality, but, you know, live your life, enjoy yourself. I don't want you to be restrictive.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it, it just a, a broad base thing is to sort of, Eat what is available. Um, if you can grow food, grow food. But uh, think, think of uh, eating local just because you're be more in tune to your local environment.
0: Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I want to talk about organic food because mm-hmm. of course, you know, you're going to live closer to nature. We're going to avoid some of those preservatives and pesticides and things that you might find in non-organic food. But it's, it's a little bit elitist sometimes because organic food has a much higher price tag to it. And so I like to opt for organic foods when I know something is a foodstuff that really collects pesticides. And to that end, I'm going to have to find a citing for this. There's something, if you, if you look up the dirty dozen of food, okay. there are okay. 12 of foods, of vegetables. That's what mm-hmm. they call them. There's 12 fruits and vegetables that absorb more pesticides. So hmm. apples, strawberries, some of our root vegetables, they'll tend to hold on to more of the pesticide Whereas then you've got, I think they call it the clean 15, you know, I love these little, (laughs) but it's things like broccoli or all those things in the, the cruciferous vegetables, the cabbage, the kale, the broccoli, Mm -hmm. they don't hold on to pesticides. Hmm. So although I might be really cautious in buying my berries organic, I kind of give a pass to my asparagus and my broccoli. Interesting. Trying to save money, you know, because, because I find sometimes when you bring in, Healthier living. I just did healthier living in air quotes. Um, it, it's like it's for the people that can afford it, and yeah. I think this is something that everybody should be able to be able to afford. And you can make those choices mm-hmm. to find the foods that are going to fit in with that. So, so just if, for
1: clarification, when you're talking about uh, going organic, you're mostly concerned about pesticides.
0: That's probably what I'm more concerned about. I mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of GMOs. Ayurveda wouldn't be because there's this. Um, Ayurvedic doctor, I always liked him. He says he wants everything to have st- withstood the test of 200 years. Mm. So if it's been around for 200 years or more, and it's been deemed safe, then he will consider it. So anything for this guy, you say something mm-hmm. like canola oil, he goes, well, according to my calculations, canola oil oh, yeah. is about 80 years old now.
1: Oh, he's got and 120 another, to go. Another
0: 110 <laughs> years before, 120 years before he'll take it. But
1: he's okay with olive oil.
0: Olive oil, no problem, uh, you know yeah, centuries yeah. or sesame oil or these other things, yeah. so okay. I think we 're in a we 're in a time of technology where new foods are introduced all the time, okay. and we just have to decide that I think it 's a big thing, and I hope i've said this before, and i 'll say it a lot of times mm-hmm. is your body never read the book so mm-hmm. if you're you, even if you read in a book that something is good and you eat it and you don 't feel good, mm-hmm. then you know you, your body doesn 't need that yeah. food I 't your how, body, yeah. So Mm -hmm. I think I, I think I know someone who's got a sensitivity to cilantro and Mm -hmm. I was reading about, it's a genetic condition that Mm -hmm. people who taste the cilantro, they actually can't digest it. It doesn't taste good to them. Their body's giving them Mm -hmm. every single, this is a bad thing. And so just because they might see a a thing that says, oh, cilantro is great for removing heavy metals from the system. And it's a good cleansing product. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not for that person. Yeah. Right. Right. And so I, I think a big part is having that self-confidence that you would choose food that feels good even if somebody tells you that it may not be the best food for you Mm -hmm. Um, where we have to bring in the intellect is when we're choosing something that's actually harmful but we say you know but i feel good when i eat it and what you're really saying is i like the way it tastes (laughs) (laughs) i like to bring that in because i think sometimes we get so caught up with Mm -hmm. healthy food that we disregard how the body feels when we eat it
1: yeah. So, so it's just yeah, listening to your body and yes. that sounded like that was one of the uh, things we talked about last week is to mm-hmm. uh, be in tune to and listen to your body.
0: Right. And so it's like that self-awareness, self-reflection, but, um let's see. So I've got seasonal, I've got local, I've got organic um, as cl- This is a term that is often used too, is like, taking food that's as close to the tree as possible. So as limit as little amount of processing has been done to it. And this Mm -hmm. is where the preservatives come in. This is where you Mm -hmm. might look at the label and identify, you know, what had, what did this food stuff had to go through in order to come to your table? Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things I'll tell my clients, I had a client one time that I was, I saw her diet was full of packaged products. And I asked her about switching away from some processed foods. And she said, well, what do you mean by processed foods? And, you know, I was trying to think, well, it's like, it's been, you know, prepared in a lab, or maybe they've had mm. to alter the food stuff. Like it's got a soy asaflabanone. I don't know how to pronounce all these <laughs> things, but yeah, probably, sure. or isolates or things like that. Yeah, yeah. But so I'll, I'll recommend that if people look at the ingredient list and they think a, a child in about third or fourth grade couldn't read it
1: <laughs> or wouldn't yeah, know what those yeah. things
0: were, it's <laughs> probably been processed in some way. Right, right. If I pick up the thing and it says it's got eggs, milk, you know, Eggs, milk, flour—I know what those are. I've got those in my refrigerator mm-hmm. and or in yeah. my kitchen.
1: And they passed so, the two hundred year.
0: Uh, right. <laughs> Eggs have been around uh, a long little, time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I think that, yeah. so. One thing to focus on really is what we eat and making sure mm-hmm. it's of the highest quality and really mm-hmm. serves the body. Yeah, and and I think leaving wiggle room in there for some things that maybe aren't the best, mm-hmm. but I really love them. Yeah. You know and so maybe I can have them on occasion or I can have them in small quantities without mm-hmm. throwing the whole body out of whack
1: okay okay yeah, so so like imagine chocolate has it been around for over two hundred years
0: exactly it 's been around a long time, and so you buy this is this is actually something you bring that up it 's like I will make it a point when i 'm buying cacao or i 'm buying cocoa or i 'm buying chocolate mm-hmm. to just get the highest quality I can mm-hmm. and to do mm-hmm. you know that it's i know i 'm going to use it and i and I love it. And so I make sure that I'm going to get the value from it and that I'm not just spending my, my nutritional dollar on a, mm-hmm. on a cheap piece of chocolate that maybe hmm. doesn't taste so good.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Unless well, somebody gave good, it man. to me, then yeah. <laughs> yeah. free chocolates always taste good.
1: Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And, and, that, and that you're uh, um, treating yourself well that way, mm-hmm. making it special right yeah so I, I see that being important and yeah. uh so basically it's, it's things that uh um are well established in basic foods and you can recognize uh what what the things are involved in it It exactly. so doesn't necessarily have to mean that you limit that and, and uh, uh is there any um opinion one way or the other about meats uh pork as opposed to chicken as opposed to beef uh what well, we talk?
0: When we talk about the individual dosha types there are some meats that are better for some people like Mm -hmm. um, the people that are really airy and confused and and kind of disoriented they're Mm going to do better with a meat that's kind of heavy and grounding they need more protein in their diet anyway Mm -hmm. and people that have they're more sedentary and don't uh, spend a lot of mental and physical energy they probably don't need as much of the protein replacement so there's Mm -hmm. lighter meats that are recommended for them So, and one of the things Ayurveda is not yoga. And so Ayurveda does say, you know, everything's looked at by its qualities, not Mm -hmm. necessarily by its ethics. Mm -hmm. And so if people want to be vegetarian for ethical reasons or planetary considerations, their carbon footprint, Ayurveda has got no problem with that, but there's not um, any kind of tenet that would say you have to be vegetarian or you would avoid those. So we'll talk about Mm -hmm. those in more detail when we talk about the doshas. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then a big part of Ayurveda with food is we've considered what we've eaten, but mm-hmm. now we can look at how we eat. You know, do okay. we sit down to eat? Do we take our time? Do we mm-hmm. uh, kind of we're avoiding multitasking? There's lots of rules. I did my air quotes again. We've lots of rules for Ayurveda around how to eat, but a lot of it just says, you know, when you're doing anything, do that thing. Don't mm-hmm. bring in everything else. So we can look at how we eat. Are we, like I said, are we sitting down? Are we paying attention? Are we um, doing five things at once? Ayurveda might advise you to look at where you eat, you know, are you eating Mm -hmm. in the car? You know, pretty much your primary purpose there is driving. So eating becomes secondary or why you're eating. So we'll look at all those two at later times. But for the the first part, it's just like as a pillar of health, it's bringing conscious awareness to how you're eating so that you're present. With
1: your food. So, so sort of a mindfulness approach to, exactly. uh, eat it, to be there, to be present, to mm-hmm. enjoy the taste of the food and to really
0: right experience it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then too, I find that when I do that, I eat a better portion size because I'm aware of the fact, oh, I'm starting to feel full. And I may also start to recognize, oh, this food doesn't really taste that good. I thought it, you know, the first bite was great, but by I got to the third bite, mm-hmm. it wasn't so great. So you can stay really present with it. Okay. And the last thing with food is becoming aware of what am I taking in through my senses. Mm-hmm. And this is more just about self-reflection because what I take in through my other senses through my through my eyes and ears for example is going to affect my state of mind more than my physical mm-hmm. state of health. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's like deciding and it's I think it's sometimes hard I get caught up in binging a Netflix show and I I'm not really deciding what I'm going to take in. And it's bringing in that consciousness. Maybe it's a bit of how we're eating yeah. through the senses yeah. as well.
1: Okay. So, so it's there with your mindfulness, you're more focused on the Netflix show than you are on your eating. Is that what you're saying?
0: Right. Oh, here yeah. I was saying, actually, I was saying, like, if I'm going to feed my head, oh, okay. This is this is what I'm Be, looking at
1: consumption rather at than consumption. Just food, yeah. What you're consuming. So, when you're mm-hmm. consuming a, a Netflix show, uh, right. uh, you might overindulge is that oh I
0: I definitely overindulge (laughs) (laughs) I think that's that's a given but I think I guess a point is like when we look at these pillars as pillars of health the foods we take in tend to affect our physical health Mm -hmm. whereas the music or the radio or the the arguments or the conversations Mm -hmm. we listen to are going to impact our state of mental health Mm -hmm. which will then kind of drive us I I don't I know I do this and I, I don't think I'm alone if I'm upset or agitated, I may eat less mindfully. I'm going to make mm-hmm. different food choices. I want something to pacify. I want to pacify my anxiety with the food that I eat sure. rather than changing what's creating my anxiety, which might be the, what I'm listening to or what I'm thinking about or what's yeah. going on that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's it, it, the common story about somebody's upset and they go and they get a um, a quart of haagen or something. Exactly. Upset, spooning yeah. it down. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so it's, um, we would ask, or we'll talk about this at later podcasts is becoming aware of what am I taking in? What am I taking in through my eyes? What am I looking at? What am I reading? Um, what am I listening to now yeah. with smelling and taste? They're kind of both going to physical body, probably more so. Mm-hmm. And so we can start to consider that when we can look and think about this pillar of health, that is food. It's everything we consume, everything we yeah. take in.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's is yeah. So it's that it's that consumption. Exactly.
0: Now that took up our whole podcast time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we're gonna have to talk about sleep and energy at some other
0: time. Yes. But sleep and energy, I think they will probably work well in a single podcast. So we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that there are three pillars of health. And today Mm -hmm. we've just looked at the first pillar, which is food. Yeah. And, and so and consumption. And consumption, exactly. Yeah. And so at the next ones, we're going to look at sleep and energy. And those may be okay. one podcast. They may be two. More will be revealed.
1: <laughs> okay, good. So I and I appreciate that we we talked a lot about the quality of food and saying centered in your own uh community as best you can, or at least your locality, and and to be aware of the seasons and, and how that can help with uh, uh food and, and that the more s- basic it is the uh, better it is for you and i think that's just good common sense but it's nice to have that put into a a, a the approach care approach yeah Yeah. okay and then to keep my dosha in balance (laughs) okay (laughs) that's right good deal okay Okay. well
0: thank you jerry this was fun talking to you today
1: so we'll pick up next week with uh, sleep and uh, energy
0: that sounds great and so this is mary thompson saying, I hope you're now saying Ayurveda, but it's still what now, you know, we're going to help uh, people understand all these principles. And that's what these are. It's where Jerry mentioned common sense medicine, and this is what it is. It just comes back down to, you know, if you're hungry, eat, if you're tired, rest. And Mm -hmm. so this with wishing you good health. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash what now. You can always find us for free wherever you find your podcasts and remember to subscribe so you'll have access to the latest episodes. We're glad you're here.